let's move on to your working kitchen theory. Just as you said, you're so lucky to work with food. And I actually also had a great conversation with your friend and colleague, Steve Keller, in my previous podcast. Now I want to know about the fascinating work you do with Joseph Joseph, the founder of Kitchen Theory, involving Steve. And why did you choose to study fine dining? So um, I got into the world of food and psychology and gastrophysics through the food companies, Unilever initially, and then uh, everyone else at some point thereafter. Um, but what I came to realize after a, a one too many kind of corporate workshops where the chefs and those food companies would try and take the science that we were discovering uh, and incorporate it into a new food product, uh, and nearly always it was a horrible experience. Uh, I remember one case where we had like trying to make a super additive um, kind of chocolate thing, uh, and the kitchens came back with this thing like a jelly with infused with with, with with flavorful stuff, and you bit into it, and then it squirted all over the place, and uh, you could see that they had incorporated the science, but not in a good way. So the innovation happened much much quicker. Whereas you know, I was spending years working with cars and. And warning signals there, it might be 20 years. Even if you've got the best idea in the world, it'll still take probably 10, 20 years between that idea being crystallized and it being incorporated into the models of cars that have been produced. So it's so slow. And whereas as soon as you work with the chef, suddenly it speeds up so much faster. And with Joseph, it's been great because I've probably known him now for, I guess, almost a year. No, a year, a decade. And uh, he came to some uh, talk we were giving in London took a, you know, a, a break from his shift at uh, the Connaught Hotel where he was, he was cooking at the time. Um, and he, like Blumenthal, were very interested in non-traditional insights or sources of knowledge or inspiration uh, that probably, you know, the, the inspiration for the next new thing, the next new dish, the next new approach doesn't come from a chef conference. Um, that may come from listening to how people create wallpaper or how surgeons operate. And these are all examples, you know, that uh, Joseph's been working with uh, the great uh, Roger Kneebone, the surgeon, and, and, and published on the parallels between operating in a kitchen and in a surgery. And we've had lots of fun over the years then, collaborating uh, through, often I'll find something in psychology or in the gastrophysics, an illusion or something, show it to the chef and saying, could we do something in this space? At other times, the chef does stuff. Uh, I will just sort of report back. It's strange, it's, you know, when we serve this this way, people say that, and when we serve the same food, but call it something different, then it feels like diners respond differently. Uh, and that then becomes a source of a next experiment for us to say how important is naming description to, to the dish. And so a lot of the dishes on the menu, on the various menus that we've been collaborating on since probably 2013 now, um, have uh, either fed into or been experiments. Um, and Joseph is, is one of the chefs who then sort of uses technology, who has projection mapping over the table for some of the courses, uh, who uses headphones sometimes or, or ambient sound to create moods or to create uh, atmospheres, you know, to recreate the forest when serving a mushroom dish that's plated in the way the, the mushroom was found in the forest, for example. Um, and that's multi-sensory sort of digital technology enhanced dining experience 
Um, the question of which sounds to present is one that uh, the chef can't really address. What he's gone beyond his favourite playlist is is uh, Eamon Tobin. He, he used to play for some of the menus, uh, and I can't certainly can't do. Uh, and that's where sort of Steve came in and met him first at uh, actually an audio branding conference, but then he came to one of Joseph's uh, meals and we had some fun, and that led into then a series of collaborations, some between just them two, and sometimes between all three of us, and sometimes between me and Joseph, um, that you know can involve uh, a sonic element. And my favourite uh, currently has to be the uh, jellyfish dish, uh, which has been on the menu for the gastrophysics chef's table, pre-code, of course. Um, and the first course on the menu uh, involving jellyfish, which is not a common food that most Western diners don't like the idea of, um, but which uh, is sustainable. The sea's getting full of jellyfish because of global warming. So a good idea would be to eat them. And the chef is trying to you know, convince diners, not going with the easy option of things they know they like, but with unconventional options that might be more sustainable, like jellyfish, how to how to present that to diners. Uh, well, the chef makes a nice recipe, has a cucumber gazpacho, serves it on tweezers, so questioning what cutlery can be, a projection mapping of the sea where the jellyfish might have been floating. Uh, and then in terms of the soundscape, um, uh, Steve came up with this great kind of combination of the, the sound of the sloshing waves uh, as, as, as an atmospheric sound to match the sea, the sea projected on the table. But intermittent amongst those sea sounds are the sounds of crunch, like somebody biting on potato chips, um, sort of referencing uh, my first food experiment that got much noticed, the sort of sonic chip. Um, and jellyfish, when you cook them, prepare them, they have no taste. It's just a crunchy texture, pure crunch, pure sound in, in, in food. Um, so diners are there at the table eating this jellyfish. And, and what came out of this collaboration is, um, I think both the, from Steve and the sort of intelligent and pleasant to listen to layering of sounds, not having just soundscape doing one thing, but multiple things. And then through observation, when diners eat the dish, they've got the headphones on, sometimes they crunch, but the headphones are just playing the sea sounds. Sometimes the headphones crunch, but they're not crunching. And then sometimes crunch, and, and the headphones crunch at the same time. And your brain all the time as a diner is trying to resolve this. Am I hearing myself crunch or not? It's kind of integrating, segregating, integrating, segregating in a way that uh, artists like Bruce Nauman have done with the you know, um, lip sync video from the 1960s that he plays with the synchrony and, and it creates this kind of more compelling thing as your brain tries to resolve things that's something that makes sense and then sort of doesn't. Um, and that was not predicted, but kind of came out of the dish, out of the collaboration that we then is written up and uh, uh, published on. And um, yeah, a nice example of uh, the kind of combination of different skills uh, the kind of creative of the kitchen, making the food. Uh, I've never tried Steve's cooking, but um, I don't imagine it's quite as good as, as Joseph's. Uh, and then Steve's kind of auditory, together with kind of the scientific glue, if you will, of why these sounds might work.